Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, that you had a very happy New Year. It is our official Dallas Cowboys postgame show here at Blogging the Boys. The Dallas Cowboys falling in the penultimate week of the regular season, 25-22, to the final score. As the Arizona Cardinals show up to AT&T Stadium for the second year in a row and walk away with an important victory for their season, hand the Cowboys a demoralizing loss. My dog is in the office with me, so you might hear him on his chew toy. And that's kind of what today was like for the Cowboys. It was like listening to... My dog with his chew toy was very frustrating. It was very, very frustrating. This was an opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a Cowboys team that went undefeated in the month of December. We all sang their songs. We all bought the division championship stuff. We all said they went undefeated in the month of December. This year's different. This team's different. Look at all the turnovers they have. Look at the offense. It's back on and on and on. And a lot of those things were fair to say. A lot of those things were substantiated. You know, nobody's wrong or silly for saying those things. But this was an opportunity. The Arizona Cardinals are a playoff team. Entering this game, they had already clinched a playoff berth. The Arizona Cardinals, prior to this particular day, had lost three games in a row to the Los Angeles Rams, who are a bit of a fraudulent team in their own regard, just like the Cardinals are. I maintain that the Cardinals are frauds. We'll get into that, obviously. They lost to the Detroit Lions, uh, which was super embarrassing. And then they followed that up with a loss to the Indianapolis Colts a week ago on Christmas night. So, you got a Cardinals team that, while on one hand of that coin, or one side of that coin, rather, was very desperate for a win, was very desperate to kind of put the skid on this losing streak and really kind of announce themselves. Maybe you think they get up for the Cowboys like a lot of teams tend to do whatever the case may be. And then you've got a Cowboys team who's got an actual playoff team, unlike the New Orleans Saints or the Washington football team twice over or the New York Giants. You've got a team that is legitimate, that is going to be playing in the tournament that starts two weeks from this week, and you are going to have a chance on Sunday, January 2nd, the first game you are going to play in 2022, to show the world that you are not just a team that beats up on the tomato cans across the NFL. You had that opportunity. This was a statement opportunity. You already locked up the division. You had a big 56 to 14 win last week. Again, we all sang your songs and you blew it, Dallas Cowboys. You did. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it. Now, here's the thing I'm going to say here, and I know you're going to be frustrated to hear this, but the Cowboys have all of their goals in front of them. If you want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl like I do, and I obviously know that you do, they can still do that this season. Ha! Huh, yeah, right, RJ. The Cowboys aren't going to win the Super Bowl. They're probably not if they play like this, but it is still possible. They are still going to host a playoff game two weeks from now, whether that's on Saturday or Sunday, or if they draw that Monday game, we'll ultimately see. But the Cowboys can still accomplish all of those things. However, 
this is a really frustrating thing because now we have to put up with all these questions about are they just a team that beats the really bad teams? Are they actually a team that can compete? Can they can they go toe-to-toe? Because, look, the Cowboys are going to host maybe this Arizona Cardinals team, maybe the Los Angeles Rams in the wild card round of the playoffs. Maybe, you know, th- that looks really like I was going to say maybe, but there really are no other permutations that could ultimately play themselves out. And maybe if you are a true optimistic person, you believe maybe you've been the person saying Kellen Moore is just saving all his good stuff for the playoffs. Maybe you want to believe that Kellen Moore and the Cowboys were hiding things because they were worried about playing the Cardinals two weeks from now. I don't buy into any of that. I think the Cowboys fell flat. I think they had an opportunity to prove that this season was a little bit different for them, and they missed that opportunity. Again, it doesn't mean that their season is over, that they're losers, that they're not going to accomplish anything, but it's hard to believe that they are going to get title number six here in 2022 based on the way that they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. So that is my opening diatribe uh, regarding the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, The Green Bay Packers are about to play. If you're watching us, uh, we do obviously podcast this show for you as well. You can see the TV light flickering on my face. They don't have anything to play for now. The Green Bay Packers are about to be the one seed in the NFC. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won on Sunday. So that goes that. The Cowboys are very likely going to be the four seed in the NFC playoff picture. But we have this game to discuss and put to bed before we fully move on towards week 18. This is your postgame show. I am merely your puppet. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever subjects you want to hit, you tell me. We will get to our winners and losers. I write about this every week at bloggingtheboys.com. Spoiler alert. 10 losers, no winners. You don't get a winner from me here, Dallas Cowboys. You get only losers as a result of this game. So let's go ahead and start. FKIT Crutch, thank you for the super chat, says uh, too many words. Oh, and Kellen Moore is a problem. I would love, I would absolutely love to hear what Kellen Moore is going to tell the Jacksonville Jaguars in his head coaching interview this week. There are a lot of people when the word was come out or word came out rather this past week that Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn were sought after candidates by the Jaguars. We asked people at Blog of the Boys, who would you rather the Cowboys hold on to if you could control it, Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn? I know the Cowboys defense wasn't their best self today against the Arizona Cardinals, but I don't know how you can say Kellen Moore. I really don't. I'm I'm not out on Kellen Moore, but I am so far removed from the all the way in that I was early back in the early days of this season. So, Kellen, good luck in the interview, man. Hope it goes well for you. Uh, Eli Perkins, thank you for the super chat, says, we are frauds. We lose to the good teams and beat the bad teams. Only a homer will justify this loss. We are not going anywhere in the playoffs. Shrug emoji. Here's the thing, Eli. I maintain, all right, I, I stand by the notion that the Arizona Cardinals are frauds. I cannot believe in the Arizona Cardinals because they lost to the Detroit Lions. That is a sign, a mark of a fraudulent team, in my humble opinion. However, if you are the team that then loses to that team like the Dallas Cowboys, then you are frauds. And you know what? The Cowboys, they're going to have some snarky comments this week. They're going to say anybody who doesn't want to believe in us, anybody who wants to jump off the bandwagon like Dak Prescott said about a month ago when the offense was struggling. You know what, guys? You're playing pretty badly. You know what? It's fair for people to wonder. It's not just something that you can say, they'll work it out. It's going to be fine. Yes, they're going to the playoffs. Yes, they won the NFC East, but we want more. We demand more. We want to see more. We're tired of just getting one cap and t-shirt every single season or every other season or every three seasons when it comes to this particular team. This is not a performance indicative that more is on the way. Um, So really tough day. It's hard to deny right now that the Dallas Cowboys are frauds. Indeed, I agree with you, Eli. Uh, Raul Duke says, bye, Kellen. Um, Tough to say uh, what Kellen Moore's future holds. Again, we'll see if he uh, if he lands any sort of uh, <laughs> coaching interviews, Christopher Summers says the whole team is a loser. And if the Cowboys are the four seed, then fire all the coaches, including Mike. See, we don't have to live in these extremes. 
if I mean the Cowboys are going to be a playoff team. Like let's the, the season isn't like an abject failure. Yes, it's a failure in a lot of senses today. Uh, but you know, let's relax on fire people for being the four seed, uh, especially in an NFL year that things were so crazy. And but it was there for the taking for the Dallas Cowboys, and that is why we are frustrated. Nathan Payne says first loser. Greg Zerline. Uh, Tina Lewis says tell Greg to take a hike. Now here's the thing, I um. I am not going to sit here and tell you that Greg Zerline is awesome. All right. I'm not going to do that whatsoever. Um, however, I don't think it's fair to blame Greg Zerline in the sense, before you freak out, in the sense that this offense was on fire last week. This offense could do no wrong last week. We cannot be relying on field goals and very little performance from the offense. The offense did come alive a little bit, you know, in the, in the fourth quarter as things got exciting. You had the, the late touchdown to Amari Cooper, obviously, but you, you cannot, you know, Greg Greg has his faults. Like, I'm again, I'm with you here. Fine. You want to put him in the loser category? I did not list him in my loser category because there are more people to expect more from. Greg is not one of the most talented players on this team. I know that John Fossil certainly believes he is, but I just, I'm, I don't, you know, I, I don't really like I'm not, I'm not passionate about this take. Now, Kevin says it's is it, it is fair to blame Zerline. He has one job. Totally agree. And his miss is in a controlled environment. This is AT&T Stadium. Roof is closed. You have no reason to be missing this field goal. And I get that it's easy to play hindsight and say they lost by three. If Greg Zerline had made that field goal, they obviously, you know, go on to tie the game, go on to overtime. But they did not lose this game because of Greg Zerline. That's my point. There are bigger issues than Greg Zerline. That is my overall point. But if you want to put Greg Zerline on the list, by all means, you know what? Fine. When I write it, you know, I'll put Greg Zerline on the list. You went ahead and convinced me. So um, this is, uh, let's see here. Ezekiel Elliott at the podium says, uh, we never really got in a rhythm. We got to play better. We got to start faster. Okay. I mean, what does that mean? By the way, Zeke did make the losers list for me. I just, I mean, I, I'm not trying to turn this into, Tony Pollard versus Zeke, and they should play one, they should play another, whatever. And Zeke, to his credit, is is dealing with and playing through injury. Good for him. But, man, I mean, it, it is it is not, you know, it's just not there, man. And, like, saying this, and I get, like, what do you expect Zeke to say? I got that, obviously. Um, he's going to say, you know, that that's the kind of line the Cowboys are going to use, obviously, in the aftermath of this loss. And to be clear, they just lost a game after winning four games in a row. There's a lot of context that's necessary all the way around. But, Zeke, man, we don't want to hear this. Like, you know. You, yeah, you've got to start faster. Of course you do. Like, you, you've got to start faster. And by the way, not on the losers list, but Troy Aikman, not his finest broadcast. I love Troy. will forever love Troy. But Troy, actually, at one point in this game, if you were watching the broadcast, maybe you listened to the radio, maybe you watched on silent, maybe you were at a bar or something like that. Uh, Troy Aikman said that Zeke Elliott has a burst and is very fast and that that is an element to this Dallas Cowboys offense. Troy. No, no, that's not a thing. I don't know what team you've been watching, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, Anthony Martagone, thank you for the super chat. says, tough to watch. Hopefully this puts a chip on their shoulder, not the end of the world. But coaching mistakes, penalties, and a shake and shaky Dak play worries me. I, again, I, I understand this mentality. And ultimately, this is what I the, – the sentiment I share, right? We're all – hoping that, you know, this wakes them up, that this is the beginning of the run. You know, we, we all want this to be the moment on the DVD of the team that wins the Super Bowl where, you know, they say that's when we kicked it into gear. You know, that's what we want, right? We Every time we want to believe that that's the beginning, that's when they're, slap, you know, snapping themselves out of this funk. 
and it just you know okay denver it, we, we, you know the, the win against atlanta kind of supported wow okay they got the monkey but they, they really got humbled but you know it's just been this kind of funk it's it's just been over and over and over again and and you've got you know you look at it really since since the win in new england they have two performances that have left us satisfied and it was against atlanta obviously the thrashing of atlanta and then they obviously had the big win last week against washington and I know, I know. What what legitimate teams have they beaten this year? It's hard to find one. It really is, and that's tough. I mean, believe me, I would love to sit here and lie to you and say it's all going to work out. It's all going to be fine. They're going to come out, and they might very well beat this Cardinals team two weeks from now. They might do that, but today, what is so troubling, um, and, and we've got a comment here from Hemku that says, RJ, what is your panic meter at? Um, interestingly enough, this comment from Hemku is a, a Phoenix Suns logo, so I don't know if you know what happened here, you know, not being a Cardinals fan, interesting story. I would be, I would love to find the origin there, but my panic on a one to 10 scale, if, if, if we're talking one to 10, I am probably at like a six and a half, seven right now, because it's not just that the Cowboys lost. And this is what I think a lot of, because you run into the homers, you run into the people who say, Oh, it's fine. You know, whatever. And some of that is true. Like it, it doesn't have to be all or not. It doesn't have to be they're perfect. They're infallible. They're going to win the Super Bowl. It also doesn't have to be the sky is falling. This is the worst team to ever exist. Fire everybody. The truth as it often is in everything in life is somewhere in the middle. And so my panic is like at a six and a half, seven, because this Cowboys team is super healthy and they, they are the only team in the NFL. And by the way, thoughts and prayers to Michael Gallup. I have not seen anything yet. And we'll of course keep you updated here throughout the post game show and at blogontheboys.com in the aftermath. If nothing is reported while we're on here today, if any of you do see something while we're on here today, please let me know. But, um, with the exception of Michael Gallup, rather entering this game, the Cowboys were arguably the healthiest team in the playoff picture. Tyron Smith returned to this game. So you had the entire offensive line healthy and it's, it's full sort of assimilation the way we wanted to see this offensive line. Dak is healthy. Zeke is healthy. Tony Pollard's healthy. Again, you got Amari and CD and Michael Gallup. Again, proud of the game. You got Dalton Schultz on defense. Demarcus Lawrence is back. Randy Gregory's good. Micah Parsons is there. You know, Donovan Wilson's back. You have every single thing going your way. Meanwhile, the Arizona Cardinals, they're without DeAndre Hopkins. They're without James Conner. They're without Rondale Moore. You know, they have all these hurdles. They've lost three games in a row, two to Jared Goff and to Carson Wentz over the last couple of weeks. So you, you are in the most enviable position possible if you're the Cowboys entering this game where the Cardinals are just, you know, holding on, looking for any sort of, you know, blip on the radar, any sign of life. And so that's why I think it's it's fair to if maybe I'm too conservative, honestly, at six and a half, seven. It's fair if you're at eight, eight and a half, because this Cowboys team was supposed to be in this unique position. I wrote an article yesterday at our site that, you know, said this was the most confident I felt about the Cowboys entering a playoff run since 2007. And a big reason for that was, you know, Everything was going good for them. Um, it's um, it's tough. It's a tough loss to, to take uh, in a lot of senses. Uh, let's see. Joel says that fumble by Dak was a big play, changed everything at the end. It really did. Another loser. I think it goes without saying Dak Prescott. I don't know. I mean, we all want Dak to play well, right? We would all love that. And Dak has not played well. Dak obviously played extremely well last week. NFC Offensive Player of the Week and whatnot. This was like, man, I mean, it was... 
it was it, it it was awkward. It was you know what I mean. Like it was it was awkward. It was uh, my wife and I actually just rewatched all of the Harry Potter movies recently and, and watched the reunion. Uh, not a free ad or anything, but uh, and what it reminded me of. If you've seen Harry Potter, it reminded me of Harry at the Yule Ball when he's like just learned to dance. Like that's what this game was for the Cowboys. It was like a like a teenager at their first dance, like super awkward, not knowing what to do, not knowing how to move. And that's how it has gone for them. Unless, you know, everything is perfect. It is chaos in a terrible way. And you can't rely on that. And and I understand if you're if you want to sit here and say this team is one and done in the playoffs, it's hard to argue against that. It really is right now. And before it looked like if they were going to be the two seed that maybe, you know, if they drew the Eagles or the Niners or depending what had happened, if the Vikings had squeaked in or if the Falcons or whatever, again, lots of combinations, the Saints, but looks like that spot's going to belong to Philadelphia. It had looked like, okay, they'll get a, you know, a game against a really bad Eagles team and they'll get to the division around. So, okay, let's party. Let's do this. We'll get past the Eagles and, and the, the fright that that game presents. But now, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's happened. It's, it's hard to understand. You look at you look at what changed, and that's where Dak, you know, he did kind of run a little bit in this game, had the fumble when he was running. And so in a weird way, I kind of don't put the fumble on Dak because he was getting out of the pocket. We want to see that. We've asked to see that all season long. But last week, what worked really well for you, Kellen Moore, was the hurry up, was moving and grooving and not wasting time. And so Kellen Moore, buddy, I mean, good luck with your interview against the Jaguars again. But I mean, Kellen, like, I just, again, I think we people, we have been so quick to elevate Kellen to this like elite stratosphere of offensive minds. And he's clearly not there. I think we forget that this is Kellen's, this is Kellen Moore's fourth year coaching in the NFL period. And you see that we've seen that a lot over the second half of this season. So it's, it's frustrating. So Kellen Moore, I just, an absolute, uh, in the context of this game, a loser really, really hold. I mean, we sit here every week, we, you know, tweet and we talk and we chat and whatever. And we talk about all the weapons on this Cowboys offense. And again, fully healthy, having the full complement of weaponry, the Dallas Cowboys did today against the Arizona Cardinals. And it's still not enough. You know, a lot of you saying run the ball, Hector Gonzalez has run the ball. You know what, Kellen, run the ball, but run it with your better running back. I mean, run it with Tony Pollard. There's no need, again, to force the Zeke issue. And you're actually being unfair to Zeke in that moment. You're putting out a lesser capable player and the product is lesser. So the results are lesser and it's it's not it's not going to work that way. It just can not work that way. Uh, let's see. Beat you up. Thank you for the super chat says Romo uh, with a lot of O's and a couple of M's. I don't know what the point of this is. Um, I say that seriously, like Romo uh, was in Cincinnati today. Great game for Tony Romo. Um, but that's about it. Uh, Nick says Kellen Moore will be a good coach for a college team. Uh, Tanner says several good teams struggled in the NFL today, but Dallas is the one that couldn't pull it out today. It's true. It's true. And you could certainly point to this season by the way oh man uh we've got an update here so let's uh let's see here let's get this off the screen we do have to take a break because we have an update to get to let's uh type this up here uh one second uh trying to do this on the fly michael gallup is officially um is officially done for the season uh has a torn acl jerry jones saying right now um michael gallup done for the season just man that sucks uh that sucks a lot for the Cowboys. It sucks. You know, first and foremost, it sucks for Michael Gallup. I mean, Michael's had a, a really uh, a tough season, obviously, after the first game of the year, missed all that time, finally came back and, and, you know, had had an opportunity to kind of, you know, 
finally find his form. You know, again, a very, very unique season for Michael Gallup. And man, uh, tears his ACL in the penultimate week of the regular season. And in case anybody has forgotten, he is in a contract year. Michael Gallup said to be a free agent in the offseason. And so you look at Chris Godwin's also supposed to be a free agent in the offseason. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they've got their own uh, issues going on today. The Bucs do. But, um, it, you know, to get hurt now, to, you know, it, I mean, there's never a good time to tear your ACL. But, but you know, to get hurt now and, you know, you don't know what Michael Gallup's contract, you know, options are going to look like you don't know if anybody's going to want to pay him with with all the recovery time he's going to have to have it so that's why this really sucks for Michael Gallup who's just been one of the best guys we had him um you know on the blog of the boys YouTube channel blog of the boys podcast back when the season first started just a great guy always been a great cowboy productive player star player this just sucks a lot it's very possible that Michael Gallup um has played his last game um as a Dallas Cowboy and so man that's such a bummer um and, and, you know, you look at it, you know, from a football perspective, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to shift from Michael Gallup and, and what impacts him in his life and to say, well, you know, okay, the Cowboys got to move on without him. I mean, that's the cold nature of this game and of this business. But the Cowboys, obviously, outside of Michael Gallup, have Cedric Wilson, who who came alive in the second half, have Malik Turner. Um, and I love those guys. And I know you love those guys. But um, neither one of them are Michael Gallup. I think we still kind of underrate Michael Gallup. And so this is – um uh, let's see here. Now there is, uh, um, now there is a different word. So hold up here. Uh, Jerry Jones, uh, did say this. So that's where all of the notes are coming from, but they're, they're the team's fear to be very clear. The team's fear is that he has suffered a torn ACL. Um, and the team, uh, the team's official verbiage that they're using for what it's worth, uh, is a knee, a left knee in sprain of a serious nature. Uh, but Jerry Jones did say that Michael Gallup is done. Um, you know how Jerry can be. So um, either way, just a, a huge bummer when it comes to Michael Gallup. Um, as best as we can, we'll move on. Thank you, little buddy 81 uh, for the super chat. It says average coaching, average quarterback equals average team. Always root for him. But a firm believer this team will never win a Super Bowl with Dak. Never seems to let his wide receivers make plays and stretch the field. Is it the offensive coordinator or quarterback? Here's the thing, too. I mean. We do this, right? Like people do this. I don't do this, but we do this where now it's, you know, Dak sucks. Dak is trash. I've always said they're never going to a Super Bowl with him. Dak Prescott has played elite football before, which is why this is so frustrating. So we don't have to come to this extreme. We don't have to come to this point where now we're now we're saying things like this. You know, Dak Prescott has not been playing well for a while. That is one true thing. This is, again, a case where multiple things can be true. So Dak Prescott has not been playing very you know, well at all as of late, with the exception of the Washington game. Dak Prescott has played at an elite level before and for a long time. And so and Dak Prescott was deserving of his contract. All of these things can be true. And the fact that Dak obviously has played so well in the past is what makes this slump so frustrating. I know that's that's a really annoying word, but that is kind of the, the common word. Um, and. and I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to um it's hard to to explain. It really is. It's difficult. Uh, Jesse says Dak is here for three more years. Might as well at least wait two years to make that pick. I don't know if there are people in the comment section talking about um, drafting another quarterback. If so, that would be uh, ridiculous. But um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, see, like we don't have to do this. Or, I'm sorry. Where's the comment here? Uh, Valentino says the Rams moved on from golf after paying him. We should do the same. While we have the good pieces we have now, people, 
I love you all. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Please don't do this. Please don't get to this point in your your pissed offness. Okay, please do not get to this point where you're saying things like this. It's been a frustrating, you know, two months for the Cowboys from an offensive perspective for the most part. Again, last week was awesome. We had a lot of fun at the Washington football team's expense. Do not say this. Please, please don't be that person. Please do not say this. Dak Prescott is um, is awesome, um, but has not been good as of late. So both of those things can be true. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Damon says, totally, uh, thank you for ble- uh, bleeding that out or bleeping that out, uh, disgusted with Dallas's play tonight. I've already prepped myself for another first round loss this year. Mark my words. I also don't understand this. Like, why do you like, I am professing that the Dallas Cowboys will lose. Um, I, I mean, they don't look great right now. Uh, but um, I mean, you know, so in, enjoy if you, um, if, if you want to uh, believe that, that they're done. I mean, enjoy the next two weeks. Then I suppose as a, as a Cowboys fan, but um, it is what it is. Anyway, let's move on uh, on our losers list. Trayvon Diggs. Um, I would love to throw Trayvon um, in some sort of winner's list. By the way, uh, Arizona, I'm seeing a tweet here. Arizona defensive coordinator Van Joseph said, mixing coverages, moving safeties late toward the line of scrimmage to help underneath was a, benef- uh, was a benefit. Yeah, we know. Uh, we know that Kellen Moore has no, um, you know, no idea how to handle that. But reason for Trayvon Diggs, he got, I mean, just straight up beat out by A.J. Green. In 2021, you're getting straight up beat out by AJ Green in 2021. You got to make the losers list. I'm sorry. Like, that's just a principal thing for me. Um, you, you cannot get beat in a foot race by AJ Green in 2021. Actually, not even 2021, in 2022. Um, Jorge says, RJ Anthony Brown, huge loser. I thought Anthony Brown had a really nice start to the game. To be very clear, really nice start to the game. That quickly dissipated. Anthony Brown uh, on the losers list. I mean, what what can we say about Anthony Brown that we haven't said already? He's he's an average player. So sometimes you're going to get average results. Sometimes you're going to get not average results. That's just who he is. Um, and when when things, you know, when you play uh, a very talented quarterback like Kyler Murray, they're going to pick on you. And, and that's what happened. Anthony Brown got picked on. He gets picked on more often than anybody else. And he's a target in that sense. And he has had nice moments this year. Uh, he had the moment on the sideline from DallasCowboys.com where he said, you know, why do I have to keep proving it to them or something like that? This would be why. This this, this is the why, uh, Anthony Brown. Brian Bradford, oh, man. Curse dropped interception, too. Seriously, um, that was painful. And I think J-Ron's been awesome for this team, relative to expectation especially. But um, just, I mean, tough, 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 tough. You cannot... You cannot just drop an interception like that in, in a game that's this tight. So that's tough. I also have Donovan Wilson on on the losers list, which hurts me as a fight in Texas Aggie. Uh, but Donovan Wilson, early in the second half, Arizona comes out and on third down, Donovan Wilson gets his ankles broken. Uh, on third down, Arizona picks up a first down, and then the big bomb to AJ Green happens. They're able to get points off that drive. The Cowboys then have to punt on their ensuing offensive possession, and so. Donovan Wilson had a chance. He did have a big third down stop on Kyler Murray one-on-one late in the game. So he did kind of make up for it. But uh, that was that was a moment where, you know, he just got got worked a little bit. And that, that kind of happened, you know, to everybody. I don't know anybody who didn't get worked in this game. Um, last player, because we do have some some other things on the losers list. This is a unique game where we're upset in a, in a unique way. Uh, let's see. Russell, by the way, before we get back to that, says it's not the end of the world, guys. Still home first playoff game. Just relax. Again, you know. Oh, man. Uh, goodness gracious. Actually, let's segue into this. Uh, so first of all, Russell, you say it's not the end of the world. I don't think anyone's saying it's the end of the world. I think what people are saying is I am 
nervous about two weeks from now. That's what people are saying. And you're always going to be nervous. It's the playoffs, to be very clear. But I am nervous because I don't have a lot of trust that this can this team can handle it. I mean, you know, it's it's very possible that this team, this this Cardinals team is with the Cowboys draw in the wild card round. And so it's fair to wonder whether or not they can beat them because they they clearly can't. I mean, they didn't today. Uh, so that is certainly troubling. Uh, troubling, excuse me. But okay, let's see. I wanted to, to pull up this comment here or well, not pull up this comment, but. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, C.D. Lamb speaking after the game. We don't have to do this, uh, but... Um, <laughs> uh, Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, we've got two tweets to read here, and I, I really don't want to just be negative, but hey, you know, we're all here to, to be honest with each other. It's the holidays, right? We're all gathered around. C.D. Lamb, after the game, uh, just said, I feel like the refs dictated that game. Uh, that is a tweet from Josh Clark of 105.3 The Fan. Josh, great guy on Twitter at Josh Clark 105.3. Next tweet comes to us from David Hellman of DallasCowboys.com on Twitter at Hellman DC. Uh, Mike McCarthy's message to the team after the game, according to Leighton Vanderish, uh, Leighton's exact quote is, we've got to keep battling with everybody, not just the other team, if you catch my drift. So CD out, outright straight up saying, I feel like the refs dictated that game. Leighton basically comes out and says, Mike McCarthy, you know, his message to us is we got to fight everybody, not just the other team. So who are you fighting? I mean, you're not fighting, you know, you know, Troy and Buck up in up in the booth. Uh, so Mike McCarthy, seemingly it would seem if we're connecting dots in the right way, is somewhat blaming the officials in this game. Now, I get it. If you want to sit here and you want to complain and you want to be morose about the fact that the Cowboys could not challenge the, the would-be fumble near the end of the game, I'm fine with that. If you, you, know, if you feel that way, I, I'm not going to really fight you on that. Fine. Good for you. you know, shout out Olivia Rodrigo. Um, great initials. They're backwards, but great initials nonetheless. Um, but still, you cannot do this. You, you know what you look like if you're doing this McCarthy and CD? You look pretty lame. I mean, if I'm being honest with you. And I no longer – I felt bad, if I'm being with, honest with all of you. I felt bad about only having losers on my list, 10 losers as the list. There are no winners here. Only honorable mention uh, is to Michael Gallup, obviously. But I, I no longer feel badly about this because that is a loser mentality to say, oh, we're, we're fighting the rest. That is such a weak – mentality you got you got beat just in in minute i mean be be humble enough to admit you had no problem you know dancing around the fact that you whooped up on washington last week you had no problem with the calls then i know that you have had some rough games this year we've all seen some rough penalties we've all been frustrated by it certainly on thanksgiving things like that but this is lame this is a loser's mentality and so i no longer feel badly for the cowboys about giving them only losers after this particular game so a loser is the narrative because this game the cowboys they told us all week long they said hey 
This is our opportunity. We're here. We're ready to go. Just like they said after other losses this season. Oh, if you're jumping off the bandwagon, whatever, don't be this lame. Do not be this lame. Do not be the team that points your fingers. That's what we do. All right. We all have our jobs here, Cowboys. Your job is to go out onto the field and play the game, right? Like that's that's your job. Our job is to sit here as fans and say, the refs blew that. You don't get to do that because you're the team. You're the players. You're the people responsible for the loss. That is super lame for the Dallas Cowboys to come out here and blame the officials for losing a game that they had every reason to win. The officials didn't, you know, <laughs> the officials didn't didn't cause you to have all of your team be fully healthy and the Cardinals have a lot of players that they're dealing with. No, I mean, it, look, and Cameron uh, on, on our comment section says the officiating was horrible again. Fine, it was horrible. But you know who deals with horrible officiating? Everybody miss me with this. You know, the Cowboys have more calls against them than anybody else in the NFL. Not that's not true. That's a a lie that you tell yourself the Cowboys to make yourself feel better about getting beat in your house by a playoff team that had just lost to the Lions and to the Colts. So that is lame. Eric on Facebook says at the end of the day, if you blame the refs, you shouldn't ever be in that position to where no matter the call, it doesn't change the score. If you felt that way early in the game, put up points, blow them out. You have the talent. Sure. Totally agree. Eric, uh, you're a winner on this episode. Did, did the officials, was that, was, was it the officials who poked the ball free out of Dak's hands when he was running? Or was it Isaiah Simmons? You know, like who, who was that? You know, was it the officials who ran past Trayvon Diggs like untouched early in the game? Or was that AJ Green? Was it the officials running up and down the field late in the game on the defense? Or was that Kyler Murray? Was it the officials or was it the Cardinals? Because it was the Cardinals. And so you coming out and pointing these fingers is a super lame move. I said I was at a six and a half, seven on the panic scale. I have been upgraded. I'm at a seven and a half, eight. That is worth one panic point. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, I know a lot of people are, and look, see, I'm, Leroy, this comment on Facebook, dude, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady don't get horrible calls against them. Stop it. This again, this narrative, like I understand that as Cowboys fans, we want to feel like we are the targets of things. And I understand that Aaron Rodgers has largely made our lives as Cowboys fans miserable. But this idea again, that like Aaron Rodgers, does, they never call that. They never call it against somebody. They do. They do. They, they call these things like it. That there is not a, Roger Goodell and other NFL officials are not sitting in offices, you know, in New York City conspiring and, you know, with a little voodoo doll and saying, how can we mess with the Cowboys this week? You know what? What penalty are we going to call to mess with them next? No, that isn't happening. It's the Cowboys lost. The Cowboys got beat. And at least since they won't, we should at least have the decency to admit that to ourselves since they want to lie. They, you know, people love to say you got to take a long, hard look in the mirror. The Cowboys clearly have not been able to look in the mirror in the last 30 minutes since they lost to the Arizona Cardinals because they want to blame somebody else. They want to deflect. You know, you can't deflect in a moment like this. You got beat. You got worked by the Arizona Cardinals. So at least admit it. That's the first step towards fixing this is being honest, being open, and being accountable as opposed to hiding behind this idea that the, that the official stole one from you. The, the, the NFL just doesn't want you to, to be the one seed, Cowboys. They're out for you. Not lame. Super lame from McCarthy and CD and CD man I don't have CD on the winners list where is CD lamb I, I mean where is CD lamb I would love to see where CD lamb has been as of late I think you know if um if if we if we talk about um which Cowboys have been most disappointing this season and we do it relative to expectation 
I think CeeDee Lamb might be number one. There are Cowboys that have been disappointing. I'm not trying to say that he has been in a vacuum the most disappointing player. CD has had a lot of great moments this season. Obviously, the game winner New England comes to mind. However, we expected this to be the season. My watch is picking up my, my voice now. This is a that's what everybody's terrified, right? When you get like one of these smart watches, they're just gonna listen. They're gonna record me now. One of these conspiracy theorists that thinks the NFL's got it in for the Cowboys, but um we um we expected the alpha CD to show up. That's who we did, what we expected. We expected uh, Raul Duke, by the way, says he's been returning kicks for four to six yards, RJ. Uh, thank you very much. Um, anyway, um, look, uh, CD Lamb was supposed to take over the season. This was supposed to be the year of CD. He was supposed to become, you know, the guy for the Cowboys, the top wide receiver. And Amari Cooper has been awesome this year, but CD, like, where were you this game? I mean, he had three catches, 51 yards, but not a um, not a great game for CD. Where have you been? Where are the big plays? CD had a great game last week, really made some tough contested catches, really came back from the poor showing against the New York Giants. But CD, if you want CD, if you go off and, and you're you're just you know dominating, you know, moment in, moment out, series in, series out, and then you want to come in and blame the refs, fine. I'm cool with that. But if you're largely absent, uh, yeah, again, 17 yards of catch, good for you. But if you're largely absent and then you're coming out and blaming the refs. No, I'm I'm not about that. That's you know, that's not for me. Uh let's see here. Um F Kit Crutch says hot take. CeeDee Lamb doesn't deserve the number 88. Very hot take. Don't agree with this. Although I would have loved to have seen him get the number that he wanted. I know that was some drama last year, but um, you know, it is what it is. Um anyway, okay, let's move on. Uh we've got losers, only losers here so far on our postgame show. Dak Prescott, Zeke, Elliott, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Donovan Wilson. Uh, we mentioned CeeDee Lamb. I'm gonna put Amari Cooper there, had the touchdown at the end. But, man, you know, the reason I'm going to put Amari in this list, and, again, he did score uh, late, and, and some of this was was glossed up a little bit by that. But Amari was the one who came out last week and said, you know, I want the ball and, and didn't do it in this, like, you know, demonstrative way or anything like that. But, Amari, I mean, if you you want the ball, you want to be the guy, then we need to see some some stuff. Amari Cooper, I does anybody know, uh, if you're here with the slide, does anybody know he caught the touchdown? Amari Cooper had three catches and had the touchdown. Does anybody know? Don't cheat if you're with us live. How many receiving yards Amari Cooper had against the Arizona Cardinals? Now, receiving yards aren't the end-all, be-all. All right? I want to be very clear about that. We're not just trying to go off the yards here. But does anybody know, off the top of your head, if you're here with us in our live show, obviously a lot of people watch and listen to this later, but if you're here with us, do you have a guess? How many receiving yards Amari Cooper had on Sunday, January 2nd, 2022, against the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, we got guesses here. 46, 21, 20, 15, 20. Amari Cooper, three catches. Did have the touchdown. Three catches, 18 yards. 18 yards. You want to be the guy, Amari Cooper? Then we need to see the guy. All right? You want to be the guy. You want to say, I need my opportunities. I'm not getting them whatever. Granted, you didn't, you know, freak out or anything, you know, whatever. And I don't have a problem with Amari saying this, by the way. But you want to be that guy? You want to say that thing? You want to be – because you've been the alpha. You've established yourself. Then be the alpha. 18 yards off three catches, not enough. Not enough. C.D. Lamb, again, who was super disappointing, averaged 17 yards a catch. Um, Now, Kevin says, how many targets did Amari have? We can obviously blame this on Dak Prescott a little bit. But uh, seven. Seven targets. The leader in targets for the Cowboys against Arizona was Dalton Schultz, targeted 10 times, six catches, 54 yards. Second leader on the team, second leading receiver or pass catcher on the team was Amari Cooper. Seven targets, three catches, 18 yards, and the touchdown, a long of nine yards. That means uh, Amari's two other catches went for a combined 
nine yards. There's some awesome math uh, for me. But I mean, you want to be the guy, Mari? You want to be the guy? Y'all want to be the guys? Y'all want to have fun when you want to, with your benches and when you're dominating division rivals? Then at the very least, be the guy. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Great line right there. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, let's go uh, Stannis. Uh, Stan- Whoa, Stannis Targaryen here. What's up? Uh, Dak hasn't been accurate at all. No, I mean, again, it's it's tough. I mean, right now, Dak has been awful. Caleb Swanson says, offensive line is easily my biggest concern for the remainder of the season. Without consistent play from there, we have no run game and get no protection for Dak. The O-line has, you know, there is like – there are, you know, we're all Cowboys fans. And so we all know that this offensive line isn't what a lot of people think it is. You get the the people who parachute in for games every now and then, right? You've got friends who are fans of different teams. And so those people think this Cowboys offensive line is awesome because it's been awesome for a long time. It's not. And this offensive line got worked. How many, I mean, I, I actually don't know the answer. How many passes got batted down at the line of scrimmage? I mean, this offensive line got worked by an Arizona Cardinals team that did not even feature J.J. Watt. And so, I mean, man, you, you know, we, we, we can sit here and rightfully blame Dak and Amari and CD and Zeke and everybody, but the O-line just did not have a great game. Um, very, very, very difficult, um, very difficult day to kind of take from the offensive line's perspective. Uh, let's get back to winners and losers. We've got Amari uh, making the losers list. We already talked about Kellen Moore, um, obviously. So uh, t- next loser, this is my 10th one. Um, although I might have to, um, to change uh, things based on how the Cowboys are whining and complaining about the refereeing. But uh, let's see here. Dak Prescott, by the way, uh, speaking after the game was said, I'm damn sure not discouraged. I know the team we have. See, I mean, Dak respect. Like we love you, dude. Like we want to see you succeed more than anything and respect on, we're not saying like sit here and be sad, right? Like we're not saying that at all. Um, But you know, the team you have. Okay, cool. Who is this team? (laughs) Because since, you put that red stripe on your helmets against the Denver Broncos. The team you have has not been very good on offense. And again, like when you say stuff like this, you run into people who say, well, what's he supposed to say? What, what do you expect Dak to say? I don't expect Dak to, to go to the podium and say, we are awful. We are terrible. I don't even want to play the next couple of games because we're so bad. I want to go home and watch Netflix. Like I'm not saying that, that I want Dak to say this, but we're not buying it anymore. You know, and, and that's not to say we're out or Dak's not good or we don't love Dak, but we are not buying that, you know, this is who you have. You are too far removed from the great offense that we saw sustain itself early on this season. And everywhere you look, you know, before every game, it's this is the number one offense in the NFL from, from a yards perspective. Yeah, they were. And those averages have kept them alive and kept them able to say that and pound their chest with that statistic all season long. But that's not true. Like, they are not even one of the top, what, half uh you know offense of uh, offenses in the nfr now oh joel with a great comment why have you not mentioned the delay of game of all that's that a penalty not called let's just keep it real three uh three most penalized team third most penalized team call the refs out where they need to be called out look the officiating was bad and i actually did not think that you were making this point on your um your comment joel but the delay of game that dak prescott took on the two-point conversion and you can partly put this on the coaching staff i realize that that cannot happen you cannot take a delay of game on that two-point conversion you can't you just absolutely can't there's no excuse for that horrendous mistake by Dak Prescott horrific mistake awful mistake by Dak Prescott again you can put you know Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore in that boat as well you cannot have that miscommunication happen because 
guess what? And there's a lot of people who do not understand this, but when you are down by 15 points late in the game like that and you score a touchdown, it is automatically known that you are going to go for two. I don't want to hear anybody say, no, you don't go for two. You kick the extra point. You make it a one-point game. The logic on this has been discussed ad nauseum a million different times. Shout out to Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh because if you do not know why the Cowboys were going to go for two when they were down by 15, scored a touchdown, a few weeks ago the Baltimore Ravens were in a very, very similar situation, and here is what John Harbaugh had to say. Please listen if you do not understand. It's pretty much a standard uh, kind of really not a non-decision. You do it at that point in time because you're going to have to – you're going to have to get win a two-point conversion. So you understand if you get it or don't get it early where you're at going from there, how many possessions you're going to need, and what you're going to have to do. If you wait till the last two-point conversion and you don't get it, the game's over. You've lost. So you, go, you try it early. We're in a seven-point game. We know where we stand. Uh, we don't get it. We're in a nine-point game, and we know that we need two possessions. Again, the Cowboys were correct in their decision to go for two, but Dak Prescott's unbelievable delay of game made that not a reality. The Cowboys had to kick the extra point. So whatever, if you still don't understand that that's the proper decision, we're not going to spend too much time on that, but that cannot happen. You cannot take a delay of game in that moment, Dak Prescott. That is just, that can't happen. You got to call a timeout. You got to get out of there. You cannot take a delay of game. That is such an important moment. And I know he would go on to fumble later. I mean, Man, um, man, Brody says it wasn't Dak's fault. It was the coaches. Again, I put blame on the coaching staff, but Dak Prescott's the guy at the line of scrimmage right there. You cannot take that. You have to call a timeout. Now, I understand the comment now because Brody says, um, why are you hating on Dak so much today? Look at the stats. Brody, let's be very clear here. I love Dak Prescott. I want to see Dak succeed almost as much as I want to see the Dallas Cowboys succeed, obviously. I love Dak Prescott. Most of the people here, Brody, love Dak Prescott. We all want to see Dak lift the Lombardi, be Super Bowl MVP. We all wanted him to win MVP this year. His return has been such an amazing story. And like I said early on, he is still somebody who can be regarded as an elite quarterback. He still has that in him. We saw it last week. On and on and on. Very deserving of the contract. Awesome. Dak is awesome. Dak is great. Dak is great. We're, we're, we're not here to say that Dak is trash or anything. But Dak has played awful awfully as of late Dak has been terrible over the the last six seven weeks I mean Dak the Cowboys won at times in spite of Dak Prescott and Dak was not great today Dak was fine he, he was not as as bad as he's been he was not the same Dak that played against Denver that played against uh Vegas or Kansas City or, or even in the wins they had uh against Washington the first time or New Orleans or New York but he was bad. I mean, you you cannot um, you cannot take that delay of game. You cannot fumble at the end. I mean, it's um, it's okay. It's okay to say that Dak sometimes isn't perfect, and um, it's tough. See, I disagree with Chris that says he's just not a great QB. Doesn't win big games or playoff games. A lot of quarterbacks can beat bad teams way overpaid. Dak Prescott has won playoff games before. He's won a playoff game. He beat the Seattle Seahawks three years ago. He might win a playoff game this year. I think he's a great quarterback that has played very, very poorly uh, basically since mid-November, uh, which is tough considering we're now in January. But uh, let's move on. Um, final loser. Um, I kind of danced around this, but Mike McCarthy, especially saying or finding out that Mike McCarthy is – um, saying that the Cowboys were somewhat playing um, against the officials. I mean, come on, come on, Mike. Seriously, dude, chill out. We don't, you know, we don't need this. Um, 
you lost. You lost. Just accept it. Move on. The world is not ending, as we've, we've said many times. It's frustrating, but um, do not do this. Do not be the team that blames, um, you know, something else or whatever. I mean, you lost. Just own it. Just admit it. It's okay. We'll move on. But um, let's see here. Uh, because Dak, um, Dak just said something that I want to get to now. We are at a place, and because we jumped on um, – immediately after the game we're waiting to see how everything ultimately shakes out but it looks like the dallas cowboys are very likely going to be the four seed in the nfc and i say looks like because they might actually already be the four seed um although certain things can change but they're they're very they're about cemented into the four seed the dallas cowboys so it looks like again the cowboys are going to be the lowest seeded division winner in the nfc and What's important is about this, the reason this is a discussion, is week 17 is now over for the Dallas Cowboys, but they still have week 18. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, if the Minnesota Vikings lose tonight, right now, as this game's about to begin, uh, for my own personal interest, I hope Dalvin Cook uh, does not have a big game. Just, you know, no big deal, but if you could all hope that with me, that would be awesome. Uh, but um, uh, let's see here. Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, the Cowboys, again, going to be the four seed. And uh, in all actuality. And so if you are the Dallas Cowboys, I would like to ask you this question. If you are the Dallas Cowboys, you're in charge. You make all the decisions when it comes to the Cowboys. Do you play your starters next week against Philadelphia? And again, Philly is is in with a Vikings loss right now. So they actually might not have anything to play for, the Eagles. So if you are the Dallas Cowboys, you're in charge. Do you start or bench? Those are the answers we're looking for here. Start or bench your starters. And we'll just kind of throw out a, a vague, ambiguous net. Starters. We're talking Dak. We're talking Zeke. Throw anybody you want. Micah, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs. Again, we'll put anybody you want. This is a, We're casting a wide net here. But do you start them or do you bench them? Because Dak Prescott right now at the podium says, I plan on playing, period. Cool, Dak. That's great. However, um, you know, you, you can – you can say that, um, but that's a terrible idea. Raul gets it right here. Raul has the, the comment that should, I think, hit home with everybody. He says, rest everyone. We just lost Gallup. You just saw – in fact, you lost Michael Gallup on a touchdown. You lost Michael Gallup scoring a touchdown. You just learned how precious you know life in the NFL is. It can be taken from you in a moment. It can be taken from you in an instant. It can be taken from you like that. And so you cannot, under any circumstances, in my opinion, play your starters. Now, Carlton says, I would sit Tyron Smith. Now, maybe you, you know, whoever you are if watching or listening, maybe you have a list, right? You have a list of people, you know, you've got, I've got Tyron, I've got Zach, I've got, you know, Micah, whatever. Maybe you've got a list of, of however many players it is, 8, 10, 15, whatever. Those are the guys you wouldn't play. Dak is on my list. And I know there's a lot of people who are saying, like Dave right now says on YouTube, says start them all. Because a lot of people are of the mindset saying, well, you know what? I want to start him. I, I want to start him because I I don't want to see, you know, I don't want this game against Arizona to be their last their last bit. You know, I, I want, this can't be it. Now I need to see more. I, I've got to see more before the playoffs, all right? I got to see him. They got to prove it to me before the playoffs start. Nobody needs to do this, all right? We don't have to be that silly about this, all right? It takes forever to get here. The Cowboys are in a situation where they can effectively manufacture their own buy. They're not going to have the actual first round buy, but this opportunity is 
precious. And so you cannot start everybody at the very least. You, you obviously have to field the team, have to play a game. Uh, but let's see here. This comment from uh, Pedro says you have to assume risk. The starters need to play next week and get it right going into the playoffs. I disagree with this. Like, why? why? If anybody, if you feel this way, if you feel with Pedro, if you feel that the Cowboys have to start, why? That is my question. Why do the starters have to play next week? If you're, if you are, if you share this mindset, if you share this mentality, if you share this disposition, why do you believe the starters have to play next week? Why? Because you're in, I'm assuming your answer is going to be, you know, oh, I, because you have to prove it. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta keep momentum, whatever. Uh, so Miguel says you get paid to play. Cool. But we're here. Like, it's not our money, Miguel. <laughs> so, I mean, like I'm not paying them. You're not paying them. So I'm fine if they want to rest. Um, Ecuador man says they can't go to the playoffs rusty. That's fine. They're still going to practice, but they don't have to play. Um, Raul says Kellen needs a week out to put the playbook together. Um, that's fine. Um, Burmy star, uh, love you. Burmy star says momentum. I don't think momentum's a real thing. Plus the Cowboys don't exactly have momentum. And even if you want to play this game, okay, fine. You're chasing momentum. What if you lose? Well, like what, like what if you lose? Is you, do you have negative momentum entering this game, entering the playoffs? Like, do you have negative momentum? Um, so, and Pat also says momentum. So, I mean, yeah, like that's fine to say like, oh, I want to go out and I want to crush the Eagles. 56 to 14. And I want to go into the playoffs with that kind of juice. The Cowboys just went into a pseudo playoff game with that exact kind of juice today and lost. Momentum is a myth. It's not a real thing. We don't have to chase it like it's some magical force or anything like that. And again, you could lose. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, Russell says can't go into the playoffs with flat momentum. Nick says because they need the practice, they will still have practice throughout the week. They just won't play the game. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Caleb says, if we can move up from fourth, would it be worth fighting to jump up? Otherwise, I would rather keep them healthy. Now, something that is important context here is the Cowboys can, I believe, again, I haven't looked at this because we jumped on the show right away, but Tampa did win and the Rams did win. Um, so they could theoretically jump up if both of those teams lose, which is unlikely. Tampa has the Panthers and the Rams have the 49ers. Granted, they did lose to them last time, but um, so you could. But if you look right now, like this moment, if you're with us live, every week 18 game in the NFL is scheduled for noon right now, noon central. And the NFL tonight and tomorrow, uh, probably later tonight actually, or maybe tomorrow after Monday Night Football, though it's not like the, the Steelers or Browns are involved in the playoffs all, all too much. But the NFL will schedule the games that have more significance for Saturday afternoon, for obviously, or excuse me, Saturday, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. And so it's very possible that the Cowboys are playing, especially because the Eagles, if the Packers do win tonight, will have their playoff spot secured. It's very possible the Cowboys are playing before any of that information is known. Plus, again, it's unlikely that both of those teams lose. Um, so while it's true that, you know, if, if you can move up in seeding, you want to do that, um, the Cowboys might not know um, that you're going to have them. Now, Eli Perkins says, if we lose next week, most likely Eagles first round. Actually, no, uh, because the Cowboys are, especially if they lose next week, the four seed in the NFC, their team, their opponent is going to be the five seed, which is going to be either the Arizona Cardinals, which it probably will be, or the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know who I'd prefer of those two teams right now, honestly. Uh, that's an interesting question as well. But so, no, there's no way the Cowboys uh, can play. I mean, there is a way, uh, theoretically, but it's very, very unlikely now that the Cowboys will play the Eagles in the first round. So that's part of um, what it is. Um, let's see here. Let's move on. Um, lots of you are super uh upset and super mad at this team in the comment section i can't say i blame you um so uh let's see here 
let's see. Astro Joe says, give Kellen Moore a bye week. Let Dak be the offensive coordinator for the week. Um, I mean, look, I get it. I mean, we're all getting jokes off. We're all having fun about this, um, trying to console ourselves because the Cowboys lost and we're upset. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm bothered. You're bothered. We're all mad, right? This, this, this was supposed to be different. This was supposed to, you know, they were supposed to be better than this, whatever, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the Cowboys injected a lot of doubt into the equation on Sunday night with their loss to the Arizona Cardinals. And so we'll see, um, obviously, how things shake out. But as of now, it looks really likely that the Cowboys are going to be the four seed. And again, that it's probably going to be the what's going to be the, the loser of the NFC West that comes to town. So we'll see who that ultimately winds up being. Um, good talk, I guess. Um, I, I wish it was better. Um, I wish uh, I wish the Cowboys. Um, had made us all happier, but one more week left in the regular season before uh, before things uh, things get a little bit more real. Uh, so uh, let's try to have as best of a time as we can. Uh, this week will be frustrating again because there's not a lot that the Cowboys can achieve because they've already secured their playoff spot and whatnot. So um, it's going to be a stressful two weeks. Get ready for uh, a bumpier ride than I think we all would have wanted. But hey, you know, Hopefully it's a lot of fun. We'll be here for the whole thing here on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. Please do subscribe if you haven't yet. Please do subscribe to the Blog on the Boys podcast network. We podcast this show. We have a show that comes out every single day uh, for your enjoyment, hopefully. If you can, please do subscribe. Leave a rating, write a review. Spotify, if you're a Spotify listener, now has ratings and reviews. So those things very much appreciated. My name is uh, RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. My DMs are open for all of you that had lots of thoughts, to put it nicely. Uh, if you want to shoot me an email, you can to rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. The Dallas Cowboys lost on Sunday. We're pissed off. Hopefully it's going to be okay. Uh, but either way, whatever happens, I'm grateful that uh, I get to jump on here after a Cowboys game and talk to you guys um, and, and try to make sense of it, try to get through it. Um, this is the highlight of my week. And so I really appreciate all of you for being part of our Cowboys family here. Really hope, um, you, you know, if we don't talk to you, whatever the case may be, really hope you and yours have a very happy new year. We hope 2022 is a year uh, that is prosperous for you and hopefully prosperous for the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, yeah. That about does it for this one, but we'll be back. Don't worry. We've got at least two more of these to go. So uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.